Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee baby we got it It's up, up, up. Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. And we are a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy in, in quarantine. quarantine, which is just about over for us, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. Andy says it's almost over for us because we are fully vaxxed. Okay. However, I'm going to tell you this. I don't think I'm just going to be running these streets, skipping along in the world. Yes. But I, well, I guess what I'm saying is that like... We took this so fucking seriously. We didn't go anywhere for 410 days or so. Mm -hmm. Uh, We didn't step foot in another person's house. We uh, didn't have anyone over here. In fact, the first time, the first time the, the tub was clogged. Our tub was clogged, you guys. Just a couple days ago, and we had to have someone come in. I timed it, though, less than 15 minutes. We all wore masks. All the windows were open. And I left the house entirely. <laughs> I was like, oh, is he here? I'm going to go walk the dog. Uh, you, Yeah, you take this hit, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> we, But we took it so gosh darn seriously, Naomi. Yeah, we will that, get to like, relax. That just like, you know, we're going to go to Trader Joe's tomorrow. We're recording this, obviously, not the day this comes out. <laughs> but uh, we're... 
going to go to Trader Joe's tomorrow for the first time in 410 days without uh, fearing the Grim Reaper's bony <laughs> touch. Well, I will say this. It's not, the, you know, I think this go round, which I'm very excited for, we don't need to get two full carts worth of items. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to shop for two months. <laughs> yeah, we can literally just be like, let's just get a couple weeks worth of things. Grab what we know will not spoil. <laughs> I can look at the ingredients in something if I want to. I don't feel like like what a, it was like um, supermarket sweep. That's really how I felt like it was before. Well, right? honey, We're, don't get too loose, honey. I don't want you perusing too long. <laughs> but like, but like, it was seriously like we would like fly through we the would. aisles. We would fly through is very intense. Like, like we would have like the, the list in our hands. I couldn't even put the list. I couldn't even fold the list up and put it in my pocket because I was scared that if I had touched like you know, a jar of jam that somehow <laughs> there would be COVID all over my hand now. And I would put it in my pocket if I put the list. So the list was constantly in my hand. I was just like flying through and seeing like what uh pita bread, grab that off the, I would right. barely even look at the expiration date. I know I'm excited to be able to look at dates. Also, you know, again, I'm not going to be touching stuff. I will be keeping my distance, but I'm excited to perhaps Take a beat. Leisurely look at an item. Say, what's new snack does Trader Joe's have for me this month? Yeah. You know, I get to per- I get to see a little bit more because it's true. We truly flew through. What, remember that time? I mean, months ago, early in the pandemic, a couples therapy listener DM me. I was like, I think I saw you and Andy at the Trader Joe's and y'all were on fire. Yeah. And I was like, accurate. You looked like the Flash running <laughs> through. Uh, where's the Flash live? Star City? Yeah, you know I love CW's The Flash. <laughs> it's because an interracial love is at the center. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know what I'm actually going to really look forward to? Not giving people stink eye that's for standing true. there. Because I... <laughs> you were very so hateful. Seriously. You oh. were very hateful, and I didn't like it. It was why I was happy when we were... I was like, we need to do it separately, because you are Two off cards. the rails. Yeah. Because like, if someone was not observing six feet of distance, if they were like getting too close to me, if they were standing there in the cheese aisle staring at uh, a mound of Gouda being like, should I buy this or not for like more than 30 seconds? Right. I would just give them stink. I'd be like, fucking keep it moving. Just keep going. No, no, you wouldn't just do that. If I was next to you, you would say to me loudly, we should just put up signs of someone on a ventilator and say, do you want this? Oh yeah. Pictures of people on a ventilator and be like, is this the experience you're looking for? Keep it moving. And it was like, Andy, Andy. Don't embarrass me in TJ's. You know, I'm a regular here. Oh, my uh, God. But uh. it'll be free. Uh, you guys, today's episode is so fun and so oh lovely and so special. You guys, we have the wonderful. You've already heard her dulcet tones. You guys. The most gorgeous, the most kind, the most smart, the most lovely. Sarah Silverman. Are Ooh. you even able to handle it? Sarah is wonderful. You can listen to her podcast, the Sarah Silverman podcast, which is very, very good, and I enjoy it so much. Yeah. I think what was so exciting about uh, meeting Sarah out here in Los Angeles was, I mean, I was a fan of hers before. I loved her stand-up. Sarah Silverman program, though. That like, was it for you. One of, that's that one of my favorites. There was, was there was an episode where Steve Agee and Brian Posehn, who were a couple, adopt a robot <laughs> baby. That's it, just an incredible half hour of TV, or an incredible... <laughs> I guess 21 and a half minutes of TV. Thank I w- you for being specific. If, if the Sarah Silverman program, I guess who owns that now? Paramount Plus? I hope that it's on there. Um, but watch it. But like the thing that was exciting is that she's an incredibly kind person too. So kind. Um, and I think that is to like someone thoughtful. who's yes, thoughtful. kind, thoughtful. She's thinking and we love every second of it. Yeah. Now, before we get to Sarah really quickly, you guys. 
Just to remind you, if you're listening to this the day it drops, tomorrow, Wednesday, April 28th, 6 p.m. PST, I will be working on new stand-up material at DynastyTypewriter.com with the lovely Joe Firestone and Aparna Nancherla. They will be helping me on the journey. They're not doing sets to open, but we're literally like working together to make dreams come true. So... So you will do stand-up and they will comment on your stand-up. Exactly. So Tag can, suggestions, follow-up questions. As, as, you, as you get back into doing stand-up live, you need some help. I need some help. And I'm like, you know what? You know what? I'm, the big thing I'm going to do, uh-huh. I want to stand up the entire time. That's a real big, I got to practice Have you stood up, up for an hour in the last year at all? Period? I don't like just so. physically stood up. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't even think all the time combined would be an hour. Uh, so that'll be great. Um, uh, that Yeah. And anyone it's online. So anyone can see it anywhere in the exactly. world. Exactly. And we might have it. If you buy a ticket, I, I'm going to maybe have it up for 72 hours after. I don't want to have it up too long, but you can watch it later. Um, also, just so you know. I am in an Audible original series. If you like hearing my voice in your ears, if you've become used to it after all this podcasting, you should watch, listen to the Audible show Hit Job. It is about a office full of bounty hunters, and I play Susan in HR. Didn't our friend Eric write it? Eric Cunningham wrote it. Oh, wow. And Achilles Stamatolotki directed it. Oh, those are names that mean something to us. Um, <laughs> so Hit Job is out there on Audible. And then also Mythic Quest Season 2 drops Ooh. May 7th. Ooh. And I get to do some more stuff this season. It's going to be a little a, a little more Carol. It's funny. So the two things I'm doing, I am an HR woman. If that is how I'm typecast, I'll take it. I'll HR. take it because HR is over it. And HR tells people about themselves. And that is my truth. Can I pitch you a TV show? Yeah. It's called HR. It's about an HR, um, what do you call them, sections? HR department. department. <laughs> an HR section. It's an HR department in Nixon's White House run by HR Haldeman, who okay. was something in Nixon's White House. In his... Isn't there someone called HR Puffin Stiff? Yeah, okay. So it's that... all the HRs HR Puffin Stuff and HR Haldeman. Uh-huh. Why was HR a popular uh, uh, first name, middle name? initialization in the 70s because those the are 70s? both the 70s yeah but were they like born in the 40s yeah okay so so it's more well, like so i wonder if it's like herbert herbert was a big name maybe herbert ruth Her- <laughs> that was the original baby ruth <laughs> herbert ruth okay guys we're gonna stop what we're doing and get to sarah because it's too fun roll it sundays you know it's like sundays usually the only yeah. day i can sleep but it also is a 9 a.m. Silverman family Zoom. So oh, really? <laughs> I get up for nine. Wait, and wait. then when that ends, um, I ended up falling back to sleep back because to I was I just really wanted to sleep more. And it was good. I, I, wa- I loved it. Yeah. Now I have it's... a very active dream life and I have <laughs> to be there a lot. <laughs> is your Silverman family Zoom, is that like, a weekly thing? Did that start in Quar? What's the vibe? Started in Quar. <laughs> Is it aggravating? What's your sorry? So our we limit our, our we love our families. Let me put that out there. Mm-hmm. We love our families. Yes. We do limit the amount of time we spend with them to avoid aggravation and to avoid it overtaking our therapy sessions with just talking about our parents. So, right. Are you, are, are you, but there are plenty of people we've talked to where on the show and in real life where they, 
are like, what are you talking about? We, we're great. We could talk for hours, me and my yeah. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very alien to us. Uh, yes. Um, my family is very involved, and uh, I actually, I don't like getting up early on Sunday, but <laughs> I never miss it because um, we're so spread out all over the place, and Zoom has been like a revelation of like, all being together, you know, and catching up and, you know, and like from Israel to the East Coast to the West Coast Mm. and Australia, though our Australia contingency has not been (laughs) is like, (laughs) it's just way too early for them. So I'm the earliest (laughs) at 9 a.m. and then it's like 7 p.m. Israel and Mm -hmm. and, and everything in between. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, uh, I like it. We can't, you know, it's, I mean, we like each other. We have Silverman Family Zoom. We have Silverman's United WhatsApp. We have a Silverman, (laughs) we have a Silverman United Marco Polo. You know Marco Polo? Yes, of course. Of course. Really? Which is really fun. (laughs) I mean, you know, and, but then of course there's all the like, um, offshoots of like uh whatsapps that include everyone but the person we're talking about right you know right 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 so it's, right it's normal family but you know <laughs> we're up you each to... other's asses like crazy but like you have to really make sure you're typing in the right <laughs> chat you know what i'm saying like when you kind of roast in on multiple chats that's why i don't do it it's like hard i don't hard. do it i don't like the anxiety of, of i don't Say negative things about people on text, really? Oh, on text. I was like, what? I'm too worried that I'm going to say <laughs> I'm going to be in the wrong window. <laughs> I don't. Naomi and I have never sexted before because I'm worried I'm going to be in the wrong window. Also, I don't want to. I was going to say, I was like, also, because I, I have no interest. Yes. We're not in. <laughs> but also, I just don't want to be in the wrong chat. And yeah, 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 yeah. Be like, your butt that. looks cool. I Is definitely. That how you sex? That's <laughs> your, your sexting? I love that. Your butt looks cool. <laughs> Sorry, I meant chased, chased text. Oh. <laughs> Sarah, we have hard-hitting questions, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're not just going to talk about this. We have such as this. We read your Wikipedia article. Well, first of all, before this, before I this. had no. no idea you grew up in New Hampshire. This I yeah. literally that's not the first never. Of all. I'm going for the hard-hitting questions. That's not the first of all. Oh, that's my first of all. Forbes Smiley. <laughs> now, you went to school. According to your Wikipedia article, you went to uh, uh, your Dairy high school. Dairy Field High School. Dairy Field School. With, uh, now, now, you went years later. But uh, Forbes Smiley, who is a convicted map thief. <laughs> apparently, it's a notable alumni of your high school. Of your notable alumni. Apparently, I never what saw of, that. There's, there's five notable alumni. You're one of them, obviously. You're one of them, obviously. <laughs> right. But the other one, we just started laughing so hard that someone, it sounds like it's an SNL sketch. Forbes Smiley, comma, convicted map thief. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's so intriguing. I know. He forged maps worth $3 million and was sentenced to 42 months in prison. And uh, it's also like Forbes Smiley the third. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's got a dynasty behind Forbes. Him. Is he younger than me or older? No, no, older. older. <laughs> back when, Pro- map, back thieving. when map thieving was <laughs> exactly. a... There was a uh, similar Law and Order criminal intent with guest star Stephen Colbert. Wow. Similar, similar really? storyline. Yes, <laughs> I could see him as a map 
<clears throat> like cast as a map guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Like his Stranger with Candy character a little yeah, bit, like a, a bow tie, tie, a little bow tie, little action. bow tie, little Tucker Carlson bow tie on. But New Hampshire, Sarah. I am uh, New Hampshire. Sarah for real? Wait, are My, there a lot, how many now, Jews are there? Naomi, exactly, how many Jews? A very few amount of Jews. I really didn't know Jews. I yeah. never went to. You guys may have experienced around the age of 13 going to bar mitzvahs or bat no. mitzvahs. Never went to one. I'm, no. And we didn't have any. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were raised godless. <laughs> there was one year where uh, my one of my parents decided uh, that I should go to Hebrew school. <clears throat> my sister Jodine and I are, she's a stepsister, so we're three months apart. We were sent... Uh, in third grade to um, Hebrew school, it was tar- we did not like the experience at all. <laughs> but it was in the big city, Manchester. Oh, yeah. yeah and afterwards, we were to walk to my dad's store and not eat <laughs> to ruin our dinner to go home with dad. And one day, we go... We pooled our money together and split a large McDonald's fries. <laughs> we go to my dad's store and he looks at us. He smells us. <laughs> he said, you had McDonald's fries. We were what? like, you're not going to believe how he knew. Probably partially from the smell. Uh-huh. Salt in our mustaches. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, but that yeah, we didn't uh, have. And then you hear about these extravagant uh, bar mitzvahs and stuff. Even that, like when my my oldest sister ended up becoming a rabbi, and she has five kids. And when her oldest son had a bar mitzvah, um, it was not what you hear about at all. Like it's yeah. I, you never hear about the regular ones, like. Right. <laughs> He did his bar mitzvah thing. Then we had like a room at a gym that was small. And every table had one large pizza, which was enough for everyone except for one person to have (laughs) one slice. (laughs) And then the drink was giant bottles of Fanta with plastic cups and no ice. (laughs) There but is we not... had love and music. You did. And yes. love and music. Look, there is <laughs> yeah. not enough. We break along class lines, we being Jews. And right. there is not and... enough representation of middle class <laughs> or you. working class Jews in me. I had a very, like, it was, it was a nice bar mitzvah, but it was like at the JCC. Yeah. It was a, a dais. We had, we, all the kids were at a dais. We had McNuggets, <laughs> I think I, I request, or chicken planks. Chicken planks. So, something I remember. That was our <laughs> that was our dinner. But it was Yeah, modest. you didn't have like LL Cool J performing. <laughs> yes. I, this is how it breaks. This like, is how I figured out how I it breaks. I hate that it's... this is how people think of Jews. Like Well, I was one of them. You you Naomi thought this. Naomi because th- she grew up in New York, so she thought all Jews were wealthy. All Jews had themed bar mitzvahs. That's how it happens. If you have a theme bar mitzvah. Or bat mitzvah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's that. How you know you're in the upper echelon. The Rich okay. Long Island, you know, and L.A. Jews ruin it, and that's how. Like, not to get deep, but anti-Semitism comes from Jews are rich, 
Mm-hmm. Jews are fine. Jews right. don't need allies. And Jews have no allies because mm. of it. You ever see people come out for Jews when 12 <laughs> people were m- m- shot, you know, murdered in mm-hmm. a synagogue? I mean, yeah. actually, the Muslim community came out in a very beautiful way then. But, but I mean, you do not see any right. kind of outpouring like you see. You know, like, I mean, I'm not being competitive it's just it's just the truth <laughs> yeah. jews well, are rich score. is how nazi germany's got people on board <laughs> oh, you know Jesus. i mean david Badil, who wrote jews don't count this book that i've been obsessed with that just came out you know he goes that it, it racism doesn't care if you have money besides the fact that jews aren't rich like they're not of, of mm-hmm. marginalized uh, or of uh, minorities. They're not even close to the top of, you know. It, it. But, um, you know, like 20% of Jews live at the poverty line. Like nobody, it's mm-hmm. never it's never mirrored in art. It's never shown right. in art. It, it never. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's scary. And like what he says is like, he said, my um, gr- grandparents or great-grandparents, I don't know which it was, were rich in in Germany. They owned a brick making company, and the Nazis, not you know, tore down their the door of their big house and mm-hmm. murdered them all, and pulled out their gold fillings, and you know, because what they th- that they found success was not earned. It was because they're Jews. Mm. You know, it's like anyway. Sorry, is that where this was no, going? No, 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 no. But I, I do. I, here, here's the thing that I like. I love how we get somehow like the stereotype of us is like we're money grubbing. Yet they had, they were like so into gold, they stole our gold teeth. <laughs> they were so into like we're the ones who are just like, eh, they'll pick a nickel up off. I for the I, I talked about yeah. this with um. Oh, Elliot you Glazer get, and I were talking. Uh, you get chains thrown yeah. at your feet growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Elliot Glazer and I were talking about this. How the fact that like we won't pick money up off the ground. I mean, look, I'll pick a dollar. Won't. But like, yeah, but won't no pick way. up like a nickel or something because I don't want someone to see me and be like, oh, look at the Jew picking the quarter up off the ground. So I like I, I had this like very paranoid and still to this day, I had this paranoid feel like I won't pick up money off right. the ground. Well, that will just be look at the Jew walking money. right by a quarter. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even care. He's got and, lots of money. Yeah. And the Nazis are going around right. so into gold that they're taking out teeth. Yeah, it's gross. Give me yeah. a, hey, hey, this is my <laughs> new segment on the show. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. Well, I think it's, well, it's obviously like, I hear what you guys are saying. And certainly I grew up in, you know, I went to Dalton, Upper East Side, Manhattan, Sarah. Like I started in sixth grade. So my second year was bar and bat mitzvahs. But I did not know. Because here's the thing. I grew up in Harlem. My mom's family's from Detroit. My dad's family from Nigeria. I didn't know about like brands of white people. (laughs) Meaning I couldn't look at you and go, that person's Jewish. I didn't That's understand right. that it was but like a different thing. To and you, Jews are white. To white people, right. Jews aren't white. <laughs> <laughs> but I still like, but it's just, I remember talking to my therapist who's a Jewish woman in New York where I was like, how can someone really tell if someone is Jewish? Well, that's why I wear a gold star, David. <laughs> well, my... that's how it starts, right? Like, yes, it's very, okay. it's helpful to people to know. Uh, yeah, you can put I on have a patch. But, but she did say to me, which I was like, duh, when she told me where she was like, when you're racist, you know, you know yeah. what I mean? She's like, they know how to know. And I was like, that's the okay, thing. Fair. Is there you are. You're, I got it. I got it. Racism is defined by the racists. Right. You, know, right. Like, like, you don't get to say who's white and not white. Right, right, right. 
you know, there was a time where Italians were the, uh, right. you know, were yeah. them, or Irish right. were them. You know, it's right. But yeah. Jews, they, Jews and Black people are consistently them. Right, and they used to be <laughs> like down in the '60s. I feel like the '60s, '70s, like Jews and Black people were were vibing. They were on the same page, at least in New York and like the East Coast. Right. But then something happened. Then we broke away. We stopped being on the same page. We got to bring yeah. it back. That's what Andy and I are doing. We're bringing <laughs> well, it back for the culture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't think it, I'm going to do are. it, Sarah? <laughs> I do believe you're going to do it because that's how it's done. Love, baby. <laughs> oh. And armed uh, insurrection that too. against uh, <laughs> armed the militias. neoliberal capitalist <laughs> elites. Uh, and yes, folks, we are selling guns for couples therapy <laughs> couples therapy brand guns his yeah. and hers guns oh god only for heterosexuals oh that's how you know that's how you know that we've truly truly been devoured by this town is that we just don't care anymore what our name is on right right right, right. you just put your name on anything and you're like that's ar it. sweet 16 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm surprised uh, that has not been done it will uh, be soon it will be soon um Wait, oh, wait, Sarah, I, I had another other question. We ask this sometimes of our guests who are uh, pretty well known because it's, uh, it's baffling to me. Like, I can Google your relationship history. Yeah. And I'm curious, like, is that something you had to get used to? There are some people who, like, are like, well, no, I was kind of like, I'm an open person, so it didn't really matter to me. But, like, it's, um, it's, it's baffling to me, and, and I'm curious if it's something that is uh, that – bothered you or has bothered you or still bothers you that like i can just like look yeah up. your information's out there I can just look who your lover who, is like at any time or at any point in your in the last like 20 years maybe who you were dating yeah like most of my dating life pretty much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh mm, that's very low on my list of gripes very very low <laughs> yeah it's i mean that's interesting though because like even well it's like I talk a lot about you in stand up and I always did so it's kind of like you were a character as well as a person right like right. two different things and you um, have to be able to right right but it's like ne necessarily like some but then at the same time then people I notice will sometimes like for instance we you know it's not going to be a good party if we go in there and someone looks at Andy and goes Jubu like that's <laughs> not going to work Cause it's like, okay, his name is Andrew. And I'll take you... that. I will take that over just ignoring me. I will take, <laughs> I will take Jubu over like a manager or an executive who just like looks at me like I'm a piece of shit on your shoe. <laughs> so, so go ahead. Look, if Jubu is the thing you want to call, I don't. I'm not. But you know, I, just I am feel a full like... human being otherwise. But... I mean, the only thing that makes it okay is that it means that they're a fan of yours, mm -hmm. right? Of no, very least, you know. I know, but, but it's still... a little bit like I can say that, but you can't. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... I know, but like, I mean. It's because it, obviously you're right. Like I can see that being low on the list of gripes. It's like whatever. People are always going to find something to talk about. But did you ever feel like you were like my relationship must be secret and protected because it is special and the industry will or like the not the gossip rags will ruin it. The gossip rags. The well, no, because rags. I'm not. You know, I'm not a. You know, I don't know. I can't even think of an example. Jessica yeah. Simpson. I, <laughs> I'm like stuck in a moment. Sorry. Like, you know, whatever is the, I'm not, I'm peripheral. I'm not you know, I'm like, 
yeah, I'm a comedian. Like, if if I get paparazzi, it's because someone famous was in the area and I walked through it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's what Margaret Cho said too. And I'm, to me, it's like, no, they are taking pictures of y'all. But it's just so funny how it's like, if you know you're not what? a sociopath, you never feel like you're the person. <laughs> you can decide, right? You can decide that. Um, like, oh, God, ugh, don't take a picture of me. It's violating because it can really feel that way, especially like I've been like sobbing at airports and people taking pictures, you know, like oh, instead God. of saying, like, do you want a tissue, sweetie? Or right. you, it's like, oh, no. hey, take yeah. a picture. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like the airports are the worst because there's no place you yeah, can yeah. go. You're sitting at right. like a Southwest gate alone right. going to mm-hmm. whatever the next gig and whatever's going on in your life doesn't matter. Like I get having to be in a good mood at certain times, but yep. it's like, that can be the worst. But in terms of like, I had a, I have a friend who's like famous, uh, you know, f- famous. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I go, Oh, let's meet for meet, meet at, you know, blah, blah, blah in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, let's mm-hmm. go to whatever restaurant. Where are they going to be paparazzi? There I go. What do you give a shit? You, do you read us <laughs> weekly? Like, <laughs> Like it doesn't. I don't have a Google alert on my right, name. Right. You know, like it's it's incredibly freeing. Like, I, I friends that like that something comes out about them on the internet and they just assume you've read it and know oh. about it. And I just have to go. I'm gonna give you the best news ever. Right. No one's googling you, and for sure, no one's sorting it by date. <laughs> you. you know, like. So, yeah. But maybe it's just because I'm peripheral. Like comics, really, it's not like, you know, I'm not a big price for pictures, I don't think. <laughs> like, I don't think but, I... But it's crazy you say that, not like you're crazy. Like, I get what you mean, but it's like, it's so interesting because I feel like on one hand, yes, right? Comics, we have, there's a little periphery to it. But at the same time, the moment you say something people don't like, you the fucking president of the United States. And how dare you put this out there? And it's like, okay, well, which one is it? Okay, am I this big famous person who can control the world? Or am I just a jokester trying to make ends meet? Am yeah. I Loki? <laughs> a <trickster> God? Do <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they kind of want both. I mean, uh, to me, like, yeah, it's a very heightened time and I've become real aware and I'm not angry at this new awareness I have to have. I'm kind of like into it. And so like if shit goes down or if some, I find out I hurt someone feels or whatever, I'll definitely think about it. And if I'm sorry, I say sorry. It feels good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I'm <laughs> sorry. And if I'm not mm-hmm. sorry, I don't. I'm not worried about it. It's not because, like, like when I, I apologize cause for hurting, like, Paris Hilton's feelings. Because I was sorry. But, like, I wasn't scared. I, w- I didn't do it because yeah. I was scared I was going to be canceled or right. something. Right, you right, know? right, And then, like, but if it's something where it's like, uh, I probably shouldn't have tweeted that or something like that, I always just say, and I tell people this, I go, tweet a bunch of, uh, you know, um, unlikely animal friendships and just cleanse your feed it don't worry about it you know i don't know wait so wait is there can you chart or can you have you thought about is was there a dividing line in your relationship history between where it was like this is not like people in, in public don't have any idea about this relationship that over that line does that make any sense like at what yeah. age jimmy like like um when i started dating jimmy kimmel 
was the most famous I had been. And then he got his talk show, He, you know, and like that. Mm-hmm. And then we, and we were together, and I think that was intriguing to people. That was the first time I remember anyone giving a shit about, like, <laughs> who I'm dating, you know. I have a question about you as, like, in relationships. Because I think of you as you're a very warm person. You are really, like, direct, and you just seem like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't get the sense that you are performing a per- niceness. Um, so when you are in relationships, are you somebody who, you know, you kind of know right away when you like somebody and you're like, yes, you can hang or, you know what I mean? Or are you like slow burn? I'm kind of trying to figure you out because you are a white man and I have to see what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, what's your <laughs> uh, oftentimes it's like a chemical immediate thing. With Rory, my boyfriend, now it was def- it was more of a slow burn of like, mm, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, you know, and which yeah. was kind of nice in a way, but yeah, okay. I but always like- try to, I always want to be the best girlfriend my boyfriend's ever had. <laughs> really? I don't Wait, know like- if it's like you know, I mean, I don't know if it's a competitive thing or, but I just, I really want to be. A great girlfriend, you know. I try to be a, aware of like, you know, just aware and and what? like appreciate things and okay. you know not let things get tired. Like huh. in a competitive way, or just a <laughs> like, I want to be this person's best because I think those two things kind of like mix in me because partly it's competitive and partly there is a like, no, I want this person to have a a great experience. But the question is, how do we define best girlfriend? You know what I mean? That's the thing. Because that'll determine whether it's competitive or not. I want want him to feel loved and appreciated. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but, you know, the trick is, can I get reciprocity without begging for it? You know, and (laughs) and of course, begging for it doesn't get that because it becomes a whole other thing. But, um... So that, you know, it's been a real learning. I've learned so much in each relationship mm-hmm. that I feel like each time has brought me to this latest one where it's, you know, right. like this is the most communicative, like no weird um, passive aggressive stuff without going, hold on, stop. <laughs> Let's talk about because I felt like a pang when you said, you know, whatever. And, yeah. I'll do it or he'll do it. And I'll be like, I I don't want to. But by the end, we're both like, we always force it through until we're both like laughing and hugging. Yes. 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 And so far it's been really good. Listen, it's, we're not even a year in. So I, you know, it's usually a year, year and a half in when I feel like they go, and I'm your dad. Is that, now is this just um, something you've learned from like, each previous relationship and you've just like, okay, I've learned this from this one, this one now, and now I've perfected it <laughs> in this, in this one. Is it therapy? Is it some combination? Cause I- it's a combination of talk therapy, a small uh, prescription of Zoloft and <laughs> experience and deciding to, that I want to learn shit from experience. Yeah. 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 I mean, you also seem though, like, 
I remember one time I did one of your shows, of course, in the before times at Largo, sort of a while ago. Pre-pan. Exactly. And it was like, I can't, and I don't remember, but all I remember you were like, you were like, my ex-boyfriend is here. He's backstage. We're friends though. And like, you were just kind of like talking about it, but like you guys weren't together, but y'all were just like hanging out. And I was like, that is, so, I was like, that's exactly what I would expect. Sarah would be cool. She would be like, ex-boyfriend, you can come to my show. You can sit in the back, but this is my show. And I was like very into that vibe. And I was like, are you friends with all your exes? Like the long-term ones, of course. Yeah, almost all of them. They become like, um, it's so funny. I just talked about this on my podcast, but because someone called in and was so annoyed that I'm friendly with exes. And I mean, you know, there may be part of it that's ego or, you know, like wanting that, but it really isn't. It's like, I don't know. They're people I loved and it's just, it doesn't change for me. It, It changes into a sibling vibe Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I mean you know I date really like you know not necessarily for me where I'm at now but they're all men that I feel like I have good taste in men like I they're Mm -hmm. all funny and and a lot of them maybe it didn't work out in a relationship but I'm like oh I that this is what we're meant to be pals you Mm. know yeah 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 that's so good. I don't. I don't know any of these hoes, honey. Anybody from the past? I'm like, are you alive? Do you have children? I don't know. You are unfollowed. You are unfriended. You are dead to me. I mean, my last <laughs> ex, I dated for five years, and he literally, like, within six months of us breaking up, he was with someone, and then was pregnant, and they have a, and like. You know, if I was harboring something or I wished we were still together or anything like that, I suppose it would be hard. But, like, I love it. He sends me pictures and, like, you know, thinking mm-hmm. of baby names and <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But it's it sounds like I'm amazing. But I don't – maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's a detachment of some kind, you know, where I just, like – I've – I've experienced codependence to such an atrophied degree that mm-hmm. I cling to – being my own center and like mm-hmm. being my really as corny as it sounds my own best friend it was work right. but I am I mean even with Rory who I love being with I love my days off you know I love my <laughs> like t- you know I like to let it all hang out and like you know just be my hang out with yeah. this guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no 100% get that <laughs> yeah. like this Look, up until about like December, I was, I wouldn't say enjoying the pandemic, enjoying the quarantine. We've like really quarantined because Naomi has um, pretty bad asthma. So we don't go anywhere. I do too. We don't have anyone over to our place. So it's uh, about December, (laughs) my brain descended into this fog and it's been a struggle it's just like been like my thoughts are like um like in one of the like horror film like a uh, uh, like a a bony hand breaking out of a grave. That's what thinking. That's what thinking is like for me. But up until then, I was enjoying the like I don't have to go anywhere. I have nothing. I have like I have responsibilities, but like they're all in this place, and I can be on my own mm-hmm. in the office writing and making myself laugh as as much as I want. I think a lot of comedy are, are built. I think a lot of comedy people are built for quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, it's funny though. Cause I feel like you definitely were someone, cause that's your personality. You're always like pretty much like self-sufficient. And I think I was looking for like, 
someone to love me and take care of me all the time. But all you, the time? All the time. And then what you- I love <laughs> Hold on, hold on. For the record, I love and take care of you. Oh no, you do. A lot. I mean, most of the time. But I will say like, just in the early days, right? Before we lived together, like, where I was, I remember very distinctly having this moment where I was like, this is not a guy who is going to like, um, take up all my time. In a, in like meaning I cannot get lost in him. I cannot use him for distraction the way I have used people in the past because he's doing his own shit. And so it was such a like flip in my head of like, all right, girl, you better get some hobbies, get into this stand up some more, do something because you can't just run to his house because that's what I would do. I would use guys as my distraction because the things I wanted to do scared me so much. Yes. Yes, you did that. You went, you went through it. Absolutely. And I'm sure it's like common, but like to, you know, yeah, you got to like be your, a whole person yourself. Gross. Yeah. Gross. But you're right. It's gross. But wait, I, wait. I, it's so hard. To wait, how did you achieve you know, that? Is that just like, are we just, am, am I condensing, you know, like 20 years of therapy and like uh, Al-Anon or whatever into like <laughs> one question? Is that, is that, how long did like it take? I guess you're wondering process? how long did it take? For you it's a it's a forever process like <clears throat> Rory went away for a week and we were talking on the phone we we're like this is so good because we had spent a lot of time together and it's been a pandemic and there's he got his first vaccine and two weeks after he was like I'm I want to see my family I haven't seen them in a year and it was just good to be apart and both have such a good time mm -hmm. and know that we're not going like my other half, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, for sure, I get way more done when he's not around, but, and we need to learn to like be alone together mm -hmm. if we're going to like be together and have working lives, you know, but, um, <laughs> it's so easy, like you said, to go, well, I could work on my act or I could work on this script or I could go see, exactly. like, watch a show yep. and that's that's yep. doing something you know right. like that stuff needs to be a treat just like weed right. or anything else you right know? right it's so true it's so true i think we've gotten there but i also we've been together 11 damn years i hope i would get there. i mean wow but it's like yeah i mean i it's just that was like always my personality and it's interesting because i'm dealing with it and i realize that you know, you were joking when you said, you know, he uh, dude will rip a mask off and be like, I'm your dad. But, you know, <laughs> I think we are like, I realized because my parents, their love is a little conditional. Would you mm. say like, that's the right way to say it without really dragging her. But it's that like, I realized that like, anytime. Her love to you. Yes. Yes. Oh, that, like, wow. Anytime you would pull like if I got the sense that you were pulling away or I got the sense I would always say remember I always be like are you mad at me or am I in trouble I remember I would, am I in trouble that, I remember I'm a grown adult asking this man if I'm in trouble is this fifth grade but that so, was how I felt yeah. with relate like if he I was like I was like I did something wrong and he's punishing me by like not being around or not calling me back or whatever it is God, I relate to that so much that I got it. Like that feeling of like, I'm in, I'm in trouble with a partner, with I like know. a boyfriend. I'm in trouble. What did I do? Not even knowing what you did, you know, right, like, right. um, it's so scary. Yeah. It's, it, and so, cause without just straight out, ugly, genuine warts and all communication, it's like a guessing game. It's yeah. games. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. maybe it's sexier. Like, I, I used to think that, like, 
heart pounding feeling was love. And I'm mm-hmm. starting to realize it was fear. Yeah. Yeah. Anxiety. <laughs> like it yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I don't, I, I don't like that feeling. And right. I, you know, now what's the like worst that like can happen? Uh, I, I don't know. What did, I forgot to do something with Mabel the other day and I felt really bad about it. And my first, my brain's first instinct was try to figure out a way that it wasn't your fault. And you, <laughs> oh. can, you can blame Naomi. And I, I took, I, I, my brain did that for about 10 minutes until my, the other part of my brain was just like, shut the fuck up. Just apologize. Literally <laughs> just say, sorry, literally all you have to do right. is say, sorry. I know you don't like this feeling that you are quote unquote in trouble. <laughs> But, like, we're at this point in our relationship where I think, like, in trouble just means, like, I forgot to, like, give Mabel her food on time It was the walk. I was was recording, and she had to go to the bathroom, Uh and I was like, I'm recording, so I can't do it. So I'm like, Andy, and you said you were like, yeah, give me 10 minutes. And then I recorded. And then I got lost. I was was writing something. I got lost in it. So then I'm I'm like, did you? I was like, she has to pee, you know, whatever. And it's like, but I remember, so I was like, I wasn't mad at Andy. I was just more, like, worried for the dog. Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. can just get, you can like, I get like you get lost. It's like, but I just was like, oh my God, my daughter's right. been sitting there holding her urine. I'm a terrible yeah. mother. Right. Like, <laughs> but there is that feeling of fear of like, I did something wrong. There's something about like, and I wonder, uh, uh, Sarah, were you a good student when you were growing up? I was. Yes. I think there is something <laughs> in, if you were a good student growing up, you are terrified of doing something wrong. Well, um, I was, a, I was, I've never in my life not d- done my homework. Like I've never, yes. you know what I mean? But I think that, com- I don't think it comes from like an inherent intelligence. I think it comes from the fear not wanting my teachers to not like me or be disappointed in yes. me. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah. You need the gold star, and it's like, I did good. I, I mean, that was a big part. I remember just graduating college where I was like, fuck, I have no litmus test now for what success is. Because there was nothing that felt better than that fucking A on the paper. Do you know what I mean? And then once you're out of that, it's like, okay, well, now what? It, what is good? What will get me the pat on the head? And it's like, yeah. bosses don't care. Like, yeah. would you do your job, please? And then don't talk to me. Like, I didn't I didn't know how to do it for years. Right. It's right, where when you did executive. your job, you didn't get, oh, my God, you did yeah. your job. And there are so many people who are like, I did my job. Like, yeah, it's literally your job. <laughs> okay, I feel like we've gotten a lot here, Sarah. I feel like we unearthed a lot. You know, I, I, New Hampshire, you know, still boggles the mind. New Hampshire. Uh, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and we are going to answer relationship questions. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, y'all. Wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple five stars please it'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously okay that's it we love you deeply now back to the show and we're back with sarah silverman baby here to handle your scandal sir we get questions uh over gmail we get them dm to us we get voicemails this first one however is it from instagram Okay, I'm ready. And uh, sometimes I try to like uh, I try to tailor questions to our guest if I if I know enough about them. So anonymous from Instagram says, Ooh, okay. "Hi, I just left a voicemail, but I got nervous and I don't think it was very clear. <laughs> I have been with my partner for almost seven years, and I." Probably if I have this down here, by the way, probably it may not have been clear, which is why I'm reading this. Uh, (laughs) I've been with my partner for almost seven years and we have been living together for about three years. He doesn't like that I smoke weed, partly because he thinks it's bad for my health and partly because he has substance abuse issues in his family. I really like to get stoned and clean our apartment and I find (laughs) that routine really relaxing. Before quarantine, I would do this when he wasn't home, which upset him when he found out because it was something I was hiding from him. Hmm. So the tension was compounded by the element of secrecy. Mm. Now that we're home together all the time, I miss my relaxing routine, but don't want to upset him. Is there any way to compromise on this or should I just respect his wishes and give weed up for good? Hmm. Thank you both for any insight. Hmm. So, Sarah, you... You uh, you like pot, correct? <gasps> Don't say that publicly. Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> I uh, I am scared. I'm scared of all drugs. I'm scared of anything no. more uh, no. more virulent than a Advil. <laughs> virulent. I, I think you should. I think you should listen to that. I would never say like, but no, do drugs. Everyone's so different. And the funny thing is, I'm so open about loving weed, but I really am a two puffs before bed. I'm a teetotaler in terms mm-hmm. of, a, so, and I don't drink. And um, only because it honestly tastes like poison to me. Like yeah. I've yeah, had a yeah. five-year-old's palate my whole life. <laughs> Sarah, 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 <laughs> me too. This is like really good for Andy, yes. It is. He does, because I would yeah. always say he had the palate of an eight-year-old. Yeah, I like jelly beans. I like <laughs> <laughs> right. Skittles, that's, that's, that's my jam. Uh, but I'm also, a more like, of a nerd's rope. But, okay, um, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. I will not. I, hey, hey, to each their own. <laughs> right. Do you like a nerd's rope? Do you like uh, Starburst? Oh, it really is a burst of flavor. And I, honestly, <laughs> when you eat it, 
When you have one, it makes you go like, that's not, that's really good advertising. It's an explosion of flavor. (laughs) The only thing I like are gummies, like gummy, anything gummy, but stuff like Starburst, I literally say the word Starburst and I feel a pain in my molar. Like, mm. I feel what it is to get uh-uh. those things stuck, you know? Like the taffies, the starbursts, Starburst like that. They're not taffies. Starburst can get yeah. you. Look, I got to tell you. you <laughs> Starburst are... is not like a sugar daddy. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, it, it, Thank it you. Will, yeah. Thank it you dissolves. for validating that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the only thing, uh, I miss gummy Coke bottles. I've been a oh, vegetarian wow. for 15 years. And I miss gummy the gelatin. Yeah. The, gelatin. the only yeah. gelatin I will have is NyQuil because I don't like drinking it if I'm sick, if I have a cold. Oh, they, oh, oh they put that yeah. in the pill. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah and there's yeah, gelatin, the gelatin in it. I see. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I tried to find him like vegan gummy Coke bottles and it's like I couldn't. I found it's vegan marshmallows. They, yes. You can go to like a Whole Foods or something for that. Uh, Dandies. Oh, that's the brand? That's what they're mm-hmm. called? Yes, I found them once for that. Sorry, Trader Joe's has their own vegan marshmallows. They're totally vegan? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like putting them in the freezer. Oh, what you're telling me. Because you know why? Why? It gives you a slight challenge in the eating, and it makes you eat a little bit slower, Uh and you enjoy it just as much. As a matter of fact, I even more like the texture. My jaw, this is not, I'm not saying this. My jaw dropped because that I never considered doing that. And it sounds just, the, just you saying it yeah. uh, like I'm salivating. An ice cold You're going to love it. But what is, yeah, I'm trying to think, imagine what that texture is like. Like it doesn't melt as it reaches room temp. No, but it it's must just, change the vibe being frozen. It still has a mark. No, it's a little different, but it's, um, it's just, you chew it slower. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's we'll all. Try it, Andy. We'll try it. We're going to do this. We're going to get the yeah. Trader Joe's uh, marshmallows. We're going to try this, okay? Sorry, not to forget, not to wrench us back. I, from... think, we were, I think we answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, well, should they? Uh, uh, so, so, Sarah, uh, weed teetotaler, but would you ever, like, have you had partners before that had a problem with even the teetotaling? Uh, maybe a little, uh, maybe a little bit, but I, this is how, what I feel this guy is triggered by it because he has addiction in his family. Mm-hmm. And that's very real. And, um, and I get it. But what they need to have a little bit of a come to Jesus to say, you know, to have a puff or two of pot is like to have a half a glass of wine. And I, you know, maybe she gets high all day. And to me, that would be, honestly, that would be a bummer in a partner personally. Cause it's like, you know, maybe he feels like she's not there or, but more likely he's putting on her all his fears mm-hmm. and she can't, I don't know that she should change something that is a joy in her life, especially if it's a treat, because I think that's what it needs to be. Like mm-hmm. it, it can't be just how you <laughs> feel okay you know right, what I mean right. but um she should be able to have that but they need to have an understanding and he his fears do need to be assuaged yeah, yeah. A lay, that's the word assuaged yeah assuaged yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah I think if she stops 
that's going to lean towards, oh, I'm going to have a puff with my friend. Don't tell my... Right. I just think whenever there's secrecy, it's a problem. Yeah, right. I mean, you have to be able to say like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna smoke when I want to. Especially if, again, they're saying like, I like to do, smoke a little weed, clean the house, and it makes me relaxed. I'm like, there are worse things you could be doing, quite honestly. Yeah. And so it's like, and so, right, as you said, this is because of his triggers around addiction, but it's like, you know, you have to separate me from, like, your family history and yes. kind of process some of that separately. Now, there is the chance that he is drawn to people with addiction, and this is a woman who has addiction. Ah. And, and the question's coming from her, and we don't know. Right. But if it's the way she... I don't know why I'm saying she's a she. I don't know. We, I think, there I was no she, gender. I she is. Uh, I, know, um, I never remember. So I just say they because I always get confused. But, you know, assuming she's not, and it's mm -hmm. just like she has a puff and likes to clean the apartment. Like, there's a pot that I love to work out. <laughs> it's just like, it's the only time I'll have sativa, and it just makes me go like, I have the strength of 10 men. Like, I just feel really like I, 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 it really enhances a mind body connection situation for me. Aww. And it's a joy. So, I mean, I don't know these things, you know, maybe, maybe they're not meant to be together, but hopefully they're just being honest and talking this out and making him feel not triggered by it. Then. Yeah. Also, okay. I'll say this. I, I don't, I'm like a, uh, very much a teetotaler period and i remember when i was younger that i would i i think that th i had friends who might smoke pot or i had friends who drank and it would make me feel left out and instead of just say mm. i i wasn't connected enough with my emotions to just say that to them or just deal with it right where like it's like that's my problem right uh, and so it would always make me like kind of standoffish and a little angry and um, I think I wonder if maybe that's also where this guy is coming from. That yeah. like, this is something she is doing on her own, and he feels left out that he is not part of. You're this in thing. a headspace without. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing where like I I realize that like sometimes like at parties, even if I like did people would always ask me like why aren't you drinking? I, this is back in college. Right. And people would be like, hey, what, you, you want to drink? Uh, go get some beer or something. I'm just <laughs> like, and I would have to, I, at one point I just lied to someone at a party. And I'm just like, oh, I'm in recovery because I just didn't want to keep answering that <laughs> question. And I realized they were asking that because even though I wasn't doing anything or saying anything or like, I wasn't like walking around smacking, uh, <laughs> smacking solo cups out of people's hands that my, my existence, uh, without, uh, I was going to say sober. I'm not sober. But, yeah, but like my non, existence yeah. without any alcohol in my system was uh, harshing their vibe <laughs> in some way. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so they were they they were just like, hey, come, get on the same page with us. But also I feel like people who tend to, when people don't have a problem with substances, they don't care what other people are doing. Right. It's so, I noticed like the harder you, like the more you need it, the more you stressed out when other people don't have it. Uh. Right. Well, I, I can't, I don't like being around drunk people. Like, there may be a handful of people that are delights if they're tipsy, you know what I mean? But, like, dr like the second there's that wave of drunk people, I'm out of there. I just mm. can't be around it. But it is that kind of thing, especially, like, in comedy, when you see someone's talking to you and they're wasted. And if it's so scary because you know if you 
look at them the wrong way at mm-hmm. all. They put everything they're insecure about in their own lives onto you. What? 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 Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Right. It's so scary. I hate oh, it. Yeah, it is very stressful when you put it that way. <laughs> Andy, do we have a voicemail or do we have, we do what have do we a voicemail? Have? Okay. All right. I love a VM. Oh boy. Okay. Just got cut off on the last time. So I'm going to try to keep it short. I'm going to try to hit, hit the main points. Um, one, y'all are the best. Two, uh, beginning of 2020, I started seeing someone and when the pandemic hit, the relationship wasn't in the best of places. Um, but nonetheless, we sort of trotted on finding the best in a bad situation. Um, we're both in graduate school. Uh, I'm a little bit further ahead in a totally different kind of program. But over the summer, he was going through his qualifying exams, which, Andy, I know you know are the pits. And um, I totally made a ton of sure. sacrifices knowing exactly how hard it is to go through that and um, really just wanted to help ease the burden of 2020 as much as I could. And so... I can see now with retrospect that I wasn't in the best place in the relationship in terms of, you know, I wasn't getting what I needed. But it was 2020. I wasn't just trying to start dating someone new. There was still a lot of redeemable good things. So it started to get um, just sort of strange um, at the tail end of last year. And then on Christmas Eve, um, he ghosted me. We had plans to have dinner with my two friends who we've been seeing through our pod. Um, and that morning he came over with presents for me to open later that night. He freaked out and it, it really was more about a kind of like mental health crisis, which I totally, you know, took seriously. Um, you know, I pulled up like therapist phone numbers, like wanting to make sure he got help and um, I followed up with him, um, wanted to see how he was doing because we left that conversation early on Christmas Eve. You know, he told me, okay, I'll see you later. I never heard from him again. Um, so he dated for about a year, ghosted me on Christmas Eve. And now I see on Instagram that he is dating someone else. And I have not made any contact with him. Um, I, I just... I guess I was hoping he'd reach out to me when he was ready because I recognized it or I thought he was really going through something. But now he's dating someone else and I just feel so gutted by it and I don't know what went wrong and I definitely don't think that an apology would help because, you know, I don't think it's excusable to completely ghost someone with that level of relationship. But I don't know if I should reach out. I guess I'm just so frustrated that he doesn't seem to have any consequences for his terrible, cruel behavior. Um. <laughs> so they got cut off there. Uh, this person left uh, uh, another uh. one, but I felt that was the most succinct version <laughs> of the story. Of the story. Um, so, okay. Ghosted. Just a. Re- uh, by the way, qualifying exams are the exams you take, or there, there's different versions. I had to write papers uh, right before you, uh, your dissertation. They're basically like you write that or you take the quizzes or tests or you write the papers before you become ABD. Uh, all but What's dissertation. ABD? All but dissertation. 
Uh, oh. It's basically like your grad school is done, and all you have to do is write your dissertation. All, all you have to do is write. <laughs> but okay, so he went through, this guy went So basically, grad school that, finals. Right. And she was basically, I guess, sacrificing a lot. During yeah, she that did time not specify, to but make yes. It, to make it better for him. Then Christmas Eve, uh, or that day, he has a mental health breakdown uh, and then ghosts her and then is dating someone else. Okay, so I guess the question is, what should she do? Should if anything? she reach out or not? Should she reach out? What consequence? What? <laughs> Sarah's <laughs> shaking her head with a furrowed brow. <laughs> this is a really hard one. I don't yeah. know, but I can't imagine reaching out is the thing. I think it's more about reconciling with herself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think it's her. I don't, I think... It's him, and wherever he goes, there he is kind of thing. And maybe Mm -hmm. he's dating someone else. And now that it's new, he can be his best self. Or he, there's, you know, whatever. But it's not like that's not going to happen again because somehow she was the reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think. I don't know. I don't have a good answer. I need to think (laughs) about that. What do you guys think? Well, see, that's the thing. I think it's like... This whole situation, the way it went down, it reminds me of how I was, you know, in my 20s, this feeling, because I feel like I was sort of socialized maybe to think it's like guys are delicate. You don't want to scare them. You don't want to come on strong. You don't want to meh, meh, meh. And so it seems like he's going through his exams and is stressed. 2020 broke all of us. And so by the end of the year, he was broke (laughs) down. But you treated him with kid gloves and let him kind of like act any way he wanted to act. And to me, it's like, if you leave my house on Christmas Eve, oh, you're getting a call by New Year's Day. It's like, hi, what's going on? What are we doing? Well, she did follow up with. No, he was ghosting her. He was not. But he never responded. But I'm saying like, okay, so now that you've done that, I'm like, that's it. Like, because there's nothing. When she says like, you know, it's not fair that he should, you know, he's not punished. He's never punished. He has to live with himself. Yeah, I was like, also like, part of like being an asshole is that like, you think what you do is fine. So there's no real way to kind of, quote unquote, get him. Because like, he he does not have a problem with what he did. He is living his life. Him being punished in some way is not going to fix anything. Like the truth is, he's, he's fucked in his own way. But all she can control is her own behavior. And she should look at how that should change. Maybe don't sacrifice your happiness, your comfort, or speaking out um, because you're, you know, I don't want a partner that I have to tiptoe around anymore ever again for the rest of my life. I just Mm -hmm. don't. Mm -hmm. And it's like, those are are gifts of things to realize, not just to realize, but to kind of practice, you know, Mm -hmm. but like easier said than done always. But, you know, the the change has to come in with her. She didn't do anything wrong, but I'm just saying like, you got protecting. She has to be, you are responsible for your own happiness, period. So she's got to take responsibility from in here on out for her own happiness and protect it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. you ever date someone like that? Who was that, who you were like sacrificing yourself Egg for? Eggshells? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Years of my life. Yes. Yeah. Of How did you... I mean, how did you deal with it? Was it something you, you realized Just in the Just a moment? constant path of least resistance. Okay. Uh, no. I mean, I would have moments of realizing it, but because when you're in relationship or any 
kind of trauma is happening. There's no slow motion. There's no sound. <laughs> there's no soundtrack telling you like this is going to be a pivotal moment in your life that you should learn from or remember. None of that. It's just like a moment and then you're surviving and the next one, the next one. Oh, yeah, no, it, it's over and now I don't it will never happen again. But of course yeah. it will. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> So, I mean, of course, then you look back and you go, I should have left then, I should have left then, I should have left then. Mm -hmm. But uh, you left when you left, and that's that, you know? Right. It's all hindsight. Or you stay until he leaves because you're so pathetic. Okay, Sarah. I don't appreciate that pointed response. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, I talked about like, you've you've contorted yourself into such a pathetic shape he's no longer drawn to you that's the like ultimate irony of it well also you know what she said early on right she said two things i kind of caught which was like it wasn't great but there were some good things (laughs) and she also said uh you know i don't want to start dating again in 2020 meaning like she stayed in it because it was like well who else i'm gonna find what are you making it sound honey this was for the best Right, but like she wants like she away. wants promising young women. She wants woman. She wants there to be consequences. Of course, she wa- I don't mean that she's gonna go. In, I know, <laughs> you know, but yeah, but like, but I'm saying that like it's the injustice. But I know uh, there's well, that, no I mean, that's except the that even the consequence. I mean, that movie was fun. I would say it's the most fun romp about rape ever made. <laughs> but like. Those men still would not learn a lesson. They'd say, this crazy bitch did right. this to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. right. It's right. not right. You know, suddenly be contemplative and live, in right. a, a, live a, 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 an examined life. No way. <laughs> <laughs> there is that fantasy, right? Yes. There's that fantasy yes. that you are going to say something to this person that will unlock the key to their introspection. And they will then thank you later on. And I... I've had that fantasy. I'm sure you. I'm sure all of us have had that fantasy that we're gonna somehow change this person. Honey, anytime like stand up of mine, like the few times I've done stand up on television, I said, "Ooh, I hope so and so and so and so see this," and they use this as a moment to go, "You know what? That's the one that got away, and I should have really changed my life." Like I'm right. convinced they see me like on Seth Meyers and are like. Oh wow! I did know her, and I really ruined it. You know, no. and then, like I want like an email that's like, "Hey, I saw you, and I'm just so sorry." At best, it's like, "Hey, I fucked her." <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, the chick that's on with Justin Thoreau, uh, I touched her butt. Her cool butt. Her cool butt. Yeah, she got a cool butt. butt. You got cool. a cool butt. <laughs> That's like the most romantic, sweetest thing. I, I mean, uh, can we do one more? This is a quick. This is very quick. Yeah. All right. I, uh, here we go. Hello, Andy, Naomi, guest. My name is Michelle. I live in New York City. I uh, hope you're having a nice pandemic today in the beginning of December. Anyway, I. Mm, I'm trying to date here in New York, just trying to find my own jubu. So I want is a nice jubu. And you would think on the Upper West Side of New York City, I wouldn't have a hard time finding one of those. However, number one, I'm a little worried about dating during a pandemic. And number two, you know, all these, all these motherfuckers voted for Trump. How am I to <laughs> find voted for a Trump. nice liberal? Thank you for your help. Love you both. 
Oh my god. Okay. That's so, so funny. She said all these motherfuckers voted for Trump on the Upper West Side. Yes. Not surprising, honestly. So she wants yeah. a liberal Jubu. I thought this might be a good question. Uh Sarah, you you both uh uh lived in New York and also uh are Jewish. So uh and are liberal. So thoughts on Well, I've never searched for a man. And, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I wouldn't look on the Upper West Side because that's not my thing. I'm a, I'm a Lower East Side kind of gal. <laughs> and uh, you don't really find a lot of, uh, well, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, it sounds, she, the Upper West Side looks like she's, she's looking yeah. for a little <laughs> scratch, you know? <laughs> that's just never, I just personally just don't think that's ever like make your own money and then find real love yeah 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 have you ever done a talk at 92 y <laughs> i have it? yes all right so wait for sarah to do another talk at 92 y that's smart go there <laughs> yes and then look you know take pictures do surveillance take pictures <laughs> of people in the audience and and then tr do the reverse yeah. image search online find and try them. to find who they are and then try to date them Okay, that's a lot more work, Andy. That's it takes a lot of or waiting. Have you ever walked into there? the you know the ninety second street Y? I love this it smells like a million nanas in there. <laughs> like I love it. <laughs> it's so good. But it but that's fun. but that's the thing. Find like things where you would meet like I don't know where you meet like I don't like meet, meet other... a bench, not some cokehead who works in fine. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And it's like Gross. Oh, right. But it's also like do the shit you like to do. Right. That's what you're saying. It's like go to stuff you would I'm normally go, go to. Go to things where you would find liberal Jews. Right. Right. Don't go. Like I don't even know. I don't know another. I, well, no. A parent's friend of ours. One of my parents' friends, a family friend, voted for Trump. Yeah, uh, because there's that it. group of Jews that all they care about is pro-Israel. Right. What you know, whatever that means, and they will sacrifice everyone else's. Uh, you know, they're so riddled in fear, which is how Trump gets votes. Right. Yeah. That they, they'll sacrifice everyone else's, you know, uh, safety, comfort, well-being. Right. I mean, and, and that's, I think of a very small, I think of Jews, we're, us, we're the, I like to think of the diaspora as uh, our type, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, the sloppy East Coast uh pen in our shirt pocket stands, <laughs> stands on our shirts who cares uh yeah. first a bagel in the back pocket <laughs> in your back Ooh. pocket but i would say like also first of all don't date in the pandemic too much work it's like you know until you get your shots honey it's like don't even think about it but then also you know you're talking about the upper west this is the thing i lived in harlem honey andy lived in greenpoint you had to go to brooklyn if you want to find like an interesting boy Mm. who maybe isn't a cokehead, you want to go to Brooklyn, not Williamsburg. But you want to get down there. And I know that's a schlep. I know it's like a lot to a go. Schlep. But it's true, right? Like, I would always be like, because that's the thing. I, I was in Harlem, but all my friends were in Brooklyn. And it was like, how bad do I want to go to this party? How bad do I want to socialize? Yeah, go to shows at the Bell House. Yes. yes. Exactly. Yes. Bell yes. House. Union yeah, Hall, find, yes, Bell find House. Those Union Hall, Bell House. Yes. Uh, what's the one in uh, off of uh, Fort Greene? What's that oh, one? Oh. What do you say? The one, um... The big one, where they have, like, a magnetic fields. Stephen Merritt's always doing something Oh, there. my God! I love magnetic <laughs> yeah. fields. Yeah. What is it called? 69 big... Love Songs. Yeah. The it, Brooklyn... 
It's the big place where things where like theater bam? happens. Bam, 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 God. bam, bam. See, this is yeah, what quarantine. This is what quarantine <laughs> has done to my brain. <sighs> if UCB comes back, go. <laughs> Go no, sit, don't go to you. You don't want to deal with them. Go hosts. sit under Gristini's. <laughs> don't sit under the Gristini's. It's like too much. No, no, no. <laughs> but I'm yes. just saying, but like, you yes. fu- go to the places where you will find people then, you like, period. And, then, and, and like Sarah said, you want a mensch, not a Shonda. Right. Yeah, <laughs> make, your own, make your own money. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she's on the Upper West, she must be making her own money. If she's living on the Upper West in unless 2020. She's just, unless she's just going there to stalk. Like I, get, I get I get at a certain point you want a man that can support himself. Yes. But like, you know. Yeah. You're yeah, sacrificing yeah. something if you're just looking for someone with with shackles. <laughs> you know? It's uh, true. It's so I true. think. But I am come you know, my dad is so hates rich people. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like I yeah, I, I have that in me. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I've been building you know, a guillotine in my backyard. I know. I this know. business moving here has been hard. Like being in LA to me, like I'm having flashbacks of Dalton. Like it really kind of reaches me in the same way to be around like wealthy white kids. Is Dalton like the uh, Gossip Girl school? Yep. One of them. Yep. I believe it was referenced in Gossip Girl. Also in Manhattan, where what's her name's character goes, the high school she goes to. <laughs> Mariel Hemingway. Mariel Hemingway. I just watched that whole thing. Oh my gosh. Goose. Goose. Manhattan right. or the Woody Allen documentary. Yeah. 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 They're both. I didn't realize. I watched. I didn't see. I saw Manhattan when I was younger and I was just like, okay. And then as an adult, I watched it. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. It was wild. Is everyone watching the same movie as I am? I only saw it with you. We did a. <laughs> I hope it was I, what? I was like, what is it? What the fuck? I hosted a midnight screening of it at the uh, Landmark Sunshine. And it was and, packed. And so, I, yeah, it was packed. <laughs> and I watched it. And so I rewatched it before that. And I was like, she, uh, she's in high school. Are we all on the same page? Oh, we're not? Yeah. No, we're not. Oh. Listen, oh, that no. was, that was not judged back then. I mean, look at it like. It wasn't. Look at it. I mean, we're going to litigate. I mean, this. Uh, that aside, I'm not yeah. talking about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, but right, right. like, you know, in terms of like every rock star, every yeah. band, every... Jerry guy. Seinfeld was 39 dating a 17-year-old. Yeah. And, and it went was like, with her through oh, college. Look. Yes. Yeah. And one person, I remember yeah. <laughs> Howard Stern was the only person... <laughs> Who was the one voice on. who was like, yeah. what the fuck? I yeah. remember because I was in high school then. Well, exactly. Me too. I was listening to Howard Stern where I would get up in the morning, put Howard Stern on when I got ready. <laughs> and, he, and I remember him making lots of jokes. Well, she went to one of the New York private schools. And I remember people talking yeah. about her like they knew her, you know, and it was like, oh, my God, like she's she's like, and Jerry was at the at the dinner or like whatever. And I was like, and I thought it was so funny. The idea of Jerry Seinfeld like at a like at serendipity with like a 12, 17 year old girls or whatever, like the gathering was. If as it's frozen hot chocolate, it's <laughs> not hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like old chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a table of seventeen year olds, just like uh huh. Uh-huh. Like cool. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but so yeah, it's like, it was, you know, so society's changing in a good ways. But yes. like, yeah, yeah, can't go in the past and be like, you should have known what I didn't realize back then. <laughs> right, right. <sighs> uh, Sarah, Sarah. Yes, sir. Can I, can I say this has been healing? 
This, this has been, been good. This, this has been is, rejuvenating. Oh. Yes. This has been centering. It filled in something in my heart that, yes. that was uh, empty at the moment. That's true. It's so, really fun hanging out with you. You too. It's so good to see you. Me You're just too. a real light. You're a real bright light. So it's so... <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm just so grateful. I just love it. Your smile just really lights up my heart. Like it touches my heart. I try to like make... Beautiful. I have a big smile and I... I I always go, well, if you're smiling, you're beautiful, you know, but I have a, like a really gummy smile and I try to like, I'm them. gummy. You're not gummy. You got good sized teeth. The ratio's right, but you don't smile like that. Yeah. You're well, not I don't. Yeah. Now you're don't giving us a crypt anymore. My sister, my sister calls them my pearly reds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god okay guys we've got to let sarah go she has a life to live okay we'll see you next week i have to get back to sleep even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 